Please enjoy your prescribed fiction experience. Hi, I'm Phil. Hi, I'm Mark. And welcome to Organised Fun, the board game podcast, where this week we've got the next chapter in our Kids on Brooms adventure. There's no business this week. We just played a game of Marvel Dice Masters. Yeah, that was good. Forgot how awful the rule book was, but uh, it's got back really, into it. It's really straightforward, though. It Dice is. Masters. It's just, while we were playing, I remembered all the things I said in the episode that we recorded, even though it was yonks ago. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, it's still a win. It's still good. Yeah, it's still good. Yeah. Mm, yeah, okay. It's still a win. I'm going to listen back and see if it was a win. <laughs> no, well, if it wasn't, it, it is. No, because I like because it was like deck building but dice building. Yes. And the dice are cool. True. And I'm pretty sure on that basis I would have said it was a win. Okay, then. I will double check. <laughs> I'll put it on the next no. business for next time to double check. <laughs> but yeah, that is it. So, without further ado, here is Kids on Brooms, Chapter 4. But what about the flower? Are you sitting comfortably? Then I'll begin. Previously on Kids on Brooms. All right, guys. So today we're just totally going to have a simple practice match, school v school, right? I'll be watching to see who's got the spirit to join my little competition. Yeah, yeah. There is a bit of detritus in Cooper's pen that may or may not be one of these suspicious leaves. Ah, Miss Roenberg, the one who like totally broke my record for most points scored in a single match. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I look forward to seeing what you can do. You're all here because you like really impressed me in last night's match. You're excused from lessons for the next next two days to compete for the prize. Suddenly though, you hear a commotion coming from the Serpent Center at the top of the flying grounds. A loud cry rings out. Sarah Flubber emerges, levitating a prone body in front of her. It's Jim Goodhall. There shouldn't be leaves in here. How odd. I was just borrowing my brother's hair gel. It's the best around. I've run out. Gotta look my best for when I kick your ass at this competition. Uh, have you seen Miss Merriweather anyone? Oh, well, I sort of recall some sort of commotion over at the um, serpents thing. Jim Goodall had some sort of accident or something and uh, Miss Merriweather's gone to aid with that. Have you managed to identify the leaves that we found? That's the rub. It's not a plant. It's got more in common with one of those serpents than anything else. There has been another incident. That's all I can say at this point. Oh my gosh, was it another serpent incident? Uh, no, don't worry. Not Nothing to do with serpents this time. Totally. A key element of being the best is like having totally quick reflexes. So the first round is going to be some broom drills. Yeah, like I'm really sorry, Dougie, but back to lessons for you. I um like I don't see this competition progressing for you at all. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, we all like know that serpent ball is fiercely competitive. Yeah. So not only have you got the serpents to contend with, but you'll be constantly dealing with challenges from your opponents. Yeah, yeah. The next test is simple. All you have to do, yeah, is totally get the ball to the end. Uh, the four quickest of you will progress. However, while one of you's on the course, yeah, get this, you will love it. While one of you's on the course, the others are allowed to use any means necessary to delay you. Whilst you're on your way to the uh, Serpent Center, you happen to meet one Cynthia Whipshaft. <laughs> well, look who it is. Before you can react, she snatches your bag off your shoulder and uh, starts rummaging through it, tipping all the shit out onto the ground. I'm going to smack her in the face really quick. <laughs> she flicks her wand and Teddy goes flying into the distance and you see her land within the thorny branches of the labyrinth. 
but as you are you know you're going in the rustling of the branches almost starts to sound like whispering grace it's almost like you can hear a female voice this This way way, this this way way. find Find me me. there lying on the grass is teddy but next to teddy is a legit actually growing fully blossoming flower whoa (laughs) let's see the top times were in first place it's mark dashford second place is uh mr donnie zimmer third place is jesse rohenberg and um our fourth winner is uh merida um the rest of you i'm like totally sorry but uh normal lessons for you tomorrow i'm afraid everyone sort of disperses except you and donnie zimmer you're walking past the serpent pool and he just sort of pats his head hey not a head out of place but just while he is sort of showing off cooper bursts out of the water and it smashes out of the water and pounces on Donny, clamping his head in her jaws. Cooper the Serpent currently has her jaws around Donny Zimmer's head. Ah, get all his shite off me! Help! Help! <gasps> Jesse, what do you do? <laughs> oh god, um, I'm gonna shout, Cooper, no! <laughs> See if that does anything. Um, test your charm. Just regular non-magical charm, please. Seven. Cooper sort of pauses for a moment, looks at you, and there's a brief sort of, I guess, glint of recognition there. But still, she sort of just <laughs> flobs out and starts, oh, wrapping him, you know, like a boa constrictor. Yeah, so she stops biting him, but she sort of curls her coils around him, around his limbs. Oh, you've made it worse, you stupid bitch! Stop wriggling. Cooper, put him down. Ah! I've not really had to stop the serpent doing anything before, so I'm going to try and sort of startle him away a bit because um, I'm going to use a spell I know I can do. Is it the I'm Bandagast gonna... spell? The Bandagast again, yeah. <laughs> what are you aiming? What sort of noise are you aiming for? What's going on here? Um, I guess, um, yeah, maybe just a loud bang um, to sort of startle him and make him look around and wonder what's okay. going on and hopefully flee back to the serpent arena. Six. It's a difficulty of six, and it's going to be... Let's go for brawn this time. No, yeah, mm, yeah, brawn. Difficulty six, brawn. So it's my brawn plus a D4? Yes. Eleven. It's a, it's an impressive, it's an impressive bang. A big sort of boom. And as intended, Cooper sort of slackens enough for Donnie to crawl, uh, you know, crawl out of uh, the serpent's grasp. He gets to his feet, shakes himself off, and gets his wand out. Hey, thanks for that. Hey, let's teach this serpent a lesson. No, don't, don't hurt him. We should run. But one of your serpents attacked my little brother, my wee brother, and now it's attacking me. We can't just let it get away with it. Yo, this isn't what he's like. This isn't normal for Cooper. You have to just get away from him. Something's wrong. While you're talking, Cooper starts slithering across the grass towards you, an evil look in his eyes. Okay. Um, I'm going to try an illusion to try and make it think that there's something more appealing off to the side. So he goes for that. Ooh. What What are you going to do? Like what? Probably a giant fish just kind of flopping. I'll make it look like there's a giant fish just flopping on the ground. Okay. That is going to be um <laughs> not giant, giant like the size of a dog so like uh, serpent sized or like yeah. serpent meal sized have you ever cast anything of this nature before no but i would say it's similar to the 
the door illusion we were doing in that it's sort of trying to create something realistic looking off to one side okay it's gonna be sort of difficulty 10 okay. charm charm 10 oh dear okay <laughs> i've got 10 what did i say it was 10 excellent boom you cast the spell just barely the strain of casting the spell is clear but and but the spell gets the job done so you know a fish it's not a very fancy fish it's your bog standard you know like if a primary school kid had drawn a fish it's that that appears on the grass like that but it's enough to grab cooper's attention cooper starts slithering away towards the fish just at that moment you hear footsteps behind you and miss merriweather appears she's obviously noticed the uh commotion what's going on here oh my goodness seconds later from the opposite direction barry cooper comes running over obviously he's just finishing putting away the competition sort of thing um oh my god like uh this is like totally bad together the two adults get their wands out and they send stunning blasts at cooper knocking the serpent back into the water you two get to the medical center we'll handle this says miss merriweather so you and donnie head towards the medical center when you get there, Sarah Flubber does what she can to treat Donnie's uh, injuries. He's got a few cuts just around his general personage from the serpent's jaws. She shows you into the ward. Obviously, Archie, Donnie's brother, is uh, quite alarmed to see Donnie there. Starts fussing over him, etc. But Jim Goodhall's also there. If you remember, Jim, uh, something happened to Jim the other day. So, yeah, what's, what are you going to do now, Jesse? Um, first, I'm going to see if Jim's okay. Well, he's just sort of lying there. He's got bandages around his head, etc. Oh, uh, good day there, Jesse. What's crack-a-lacking? Are you okay? What happened? Oh, don't you worry about me. It's truth. I'll be out of here tonight. But what, what happened? Was it Heggers? Oh, I'm not sure if I can tell you, mate. You'd have to be particularly charming to get me to talk. <laughs> Charm seven, please. Charm seven, oh dear. Uh, four. Let's just say it wasn't Heggers but I had a bit of an accident. That, that's very interesting, uh, Mr. Goodall, because uh, Cooper's been behaving really strangely as well. He he just attacked somebody. Is, is something wrong with the serpents? Oh, bleeding hell, the flaming galah. What's he done now? He came out of the arena and it attacked one of the other Aberforth boys. Is it that Aberforth boy there, the one that's just come in to get medical attention, that one? Yeah, it would be that one. <laughs> <laughs> What's happened to Cooper now? He, um, Some of the other teachers are containing him. I think they're trying to get him back into the pool. Oh, street. I better get out there and help. Uh, Sarah Flubber, thank, I always say your full name. Thanks a lot for treating me in that. But I, there's a serpent emergency over there, so I'm going to go now. Oh, all right then. You take care of yourself. Uh, Jim Goodhall jumps out of bed and sort of runs towards the <laughs> runs towards the exit. But wait. Why? What's the matter? <laughs> there's something odd. There was something near Cooper that looked a bit unusual. Could that be what's upsetting them? <laughs> something near Cooper? Oh, it's not shat itself again, did it? I don't know. Look, look like leaves. Oh, well, once we've got it under control, I'll, uh, you, don't you worry, I'll see if we can find any mysterious items around there. You take care of your friend, or not your friend, might be your enemy, I don't know. Okay, bye. All right, bye. While, you, while you're waiting now, Barry Cooper appears. He looks a bit flustered. He's obviously 
left Jim and Miss Merriweather to handle the serpent. Um, uh, yeah, so Matron Flubber, uh, like, uh, how's he doing? Uh, like, will he be able to, like, totally complete in the final round of my little uh, competition it tomorrow? Obviously, Donnie is adamant that he is okay to compete. Hey, I'm sick. It'll take more than a stupid serpent to stop me from absolutely destroying Hollyfirth out there. Archie chips in. Hey, my brother's the best. But Sarah Flubber, however, isn't convinced. Now, I'm not sure you should be taking part in any games, Mr. Zimmer. You've had quite an injury. Um, again, it's gonna be it's gonna be more charm. It's particularly a charming evening. It's gotta be a charm six to convince Sarah Flubber that Donnie can still compete in the competition. Oh, but do I want him to? <laughs> oh, it would be much more fun to watch him seethe because he can't compete. <laughs> oh, come on, don't be like that. What's the fun in that if you win by default? You've got to have a competition. Oh, oh come on, come on, Lassie. We're sports, we're sportsmen. Oh, but it wouldn't feel as good if I beat you just because you're injured. Well, you're but, it, <laughs> but it wouldn't feel as good if you didn't even try, surely. <laughs> did you? Did that serpent hit you in the head as well? Fine, matron. I'm sure he'll be fine. It's charm six, but you get He's plus a one for boy. Donny. Actually, you can get a plus two because both Donny and Archie are joining the pleading. So I've got five plus there, two. Oh, so reluctantly, she, well, I suppose it doesn't seem to be too serious. Everything's still attached, at least. <laughs> Fine. Uh, you can stay here for observation tonight, Mr. Zimmer, and I'll let you out in the morning. Now, time to get some rest. I will see you later, Miss Rohenberg. She kicks you out and you go off to the dorms to bed like a good child. In the morning, there is a message waiting for Grace on the magic message board. Miss Lyons, please come to my room after breakfast, Barnaby Spud. How do you feel about this? Bearing in mind that he is the head of the upper class. He is the head of the upper classmen. So you've, you've been summoned to your head of year, basically. How do you feel about this uh, note? Slight trepidation, I, I think. Have you ever been summoned to the uh, head of class's office before? Um, only once when they told me I was moving up a year. Oh, so for a good, a good reason. Well, my mum thought it was a good reason. <laughs> Were you not happy about getting moved up? Um, no, it seemed like I would, you know, leave all my friends behind. Yeah, I suppose that must have been hard. You get to the potions classroom and you knock on the door. Come in. Inside, Barnaby Spud sitting at his desk. Cynthia Whipshaft is also there. An unusually large amount of bandages on her face. She glares <laughs> when you appear. Next to her is what can only be her father. Tall, skinny and ratty with a proper shit moustache. Your own father is there too. And he doesn't even look your way. Describe describe your daddy-o. Um, I think... We've, we've established his name is Gerald, right? Gerald Lyons. How old is Gerald? Gerald Lyons is 42. Yeah, what's he look like? Um, I think he is stout and balding and a bit like a bull, you know, like solidly built. Okay. And, what you know, if you could sum up his personality, his outlook in one line, what would you say that would be? Uh, um... You didn't, you didn't, you didn't know this, Matt. <laughs> Barnaby Spud, you're hovering in the doorway. Barnaby Spud looks at you with concern. It's just a safeguarding issue. You do... This is your dad, right? You didn't know this, man. Like, very... Um, I, I can't think of... I can't think of words. Like, um, forthright. He doesn't even look your way. How are you feeling now? Um, worried and sad. Oh, dear. 
Well, as you take a seat, Professor Barnaby Spud clears his throat. <clears throat> now, Grace, it's come to our attention that you allegedly attacked Miss Whipshaft yesterday. We'll hear both your stories and see if we can resolve this. Miss Whipshaft? Now, Cynthia, she uh, she puffs herself up. She's ready to tell a tale. But obviously, I think you smashed her nose in. So she's got, you know, all the bandages, sore bit sort of thing. Right, so, anyway, me and Loretta were in the grounds doing extra homework. We just finished tutoring the less able, like we always do, because we're, like, really kind and caring and stuff as well. Anyway, Grace and her stupid boyfriend, Xavier, came along. Um, and they came over, and I said good afternoon, because I'm really nice and friendly. And she just attacked me out of nowhere. Hmm, that does seem to match uh, Miss Loretta Stinge's statement, Barnaby Spud says. And how have you been affected by this incident? At this, Cynthia starts to sniffle, and her father pats her on the head. There, there, sweet angel. <laughs> you tell your story, my darling. Well, Matron says she doesn't know if my face will ever be the same again. I see. Miss Lyons, what have you got to say for yourself? Um, well, I will gloss over the obvious lies about her doing homework and tutoring. Um, well, I acted purely in self-defence. But uh, Miss Whipshaft says all she did was say good afternoon. How is that self-defence? Are you personally well, offended by the word afternoon? Um, she grabbed my bag and I had a premonition that she was going to um, bewitch it to strangle me. Okay. Well, hmm, no one mentioned that. Um... Well, nobody asked until now. So... <laughs> I can see this is going to be a case of uh, she said, she said. So I'll need to deliberate what happens uh, next, what the punishment's going to be. At this moment, Cynthia starts making some very bizarre noises, waving her arms and rolling her eyes. I'm having a prophecy! I'm having a prophecy! Her dad told power through, sweetness. I predict that Grace will be expelled, says Cynthia Whipshaft very dramatically. She seems to believe that she has the skills of prophecy. But Barnaby Spud doesn't seem convinced. He frowns and goes, um, no, but she will be in detention. Miss Lyons, you have a free period now, I believe. You'll report to the caretaker's office instead. Understood? Oh, yes, sir. And don't let me catch you in here. I mean, obviously I invited you, but don't let me have to invite you in here again, young lady. Ah, uh, yes, sir. That's all. Finally, your dad speaks up. I wish to have a word with my daughter first. Come on, Grace! <laughs> Your dad takes you out into the gardens. You're lucky your mother's at a magical council meeting today. This isn't like you at all, Grace. What's going on? <laughs> um, well, like I said, it was self-defense. We've taught you better than that. Violence is never the answer. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. I expect you to do your detention and conduct yourself with Grace. Grace. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, Dad. And I will not be telling your mother about this. The last thing we need is her involved. Um, at this point, I'm very, very grateful to my dad for uh, keeping this between us. And I think we share a, a look of kind of mutual understanding. <laughs> but if this happens again and you get yourself into any more trouble, I will have to let her know. Okay, I am a little bit worried because I suspect I'm going to get in more trouble. <laughs> well, make sure that you don't. Okay, bye! In a puff, he apparates out of the school grounds straight back to work because your dad is the shit.
So, Xavier, you have transformations. It's come to my attention that we haven't actually described Juno Frigg yet. We've sort of met her, but all she did was set you some tasks and didn't really do anything. So, can we have the basics? How old is she? Uh, Juno Frigg is early 60s. And yeah. What does she look like? She is portly uh, with a kind of a frizzy, curly hair. Let's say it's ginger. Why not? <laughs> well, we've got to have one of them in here somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like our diversity quota. We've got to represent yeah. all people. <laughs> Absolutely. Tick the ginger box. Um, and what's her outlook? What's her personality? What kind of teacher is she? Oh, she's a bit overbearing. She's very kind of, she's a bit mumsy and a bit sort of flowery. And yeah, <laughs> classroom's kind of like being in a living room. I suppose I'm. <laughs> So you get into transformation class. Juno Frigg is there. Um, hello, my little sweet peas. Why don't you come in? Now today, my darlings, my loves, it's time to test your skills at the wood to stone transformation that you were all doing so well on last time. It's time to show, show your old Juno Frigg what you've got, what you've learned. All right, Petals. Each place, each, each desk has a small lump of wood on it, just waiting for you to try and test your turning wood into stone skills. Mm-hmm. It's brain seven, Xavier. Okay. Um, oh, no. I got a four. Oh, unfortunately, <laughs> a bit of slippage. You accidentally miss your block of wood and you cast the spell on the table. But instead of turning <laughs> it into stone, you turn it into a stove. <laughs> <laughs> Which more impressive. Argue, yeah, arguably is more more elaborate, but <laughs> not, it's not what the task demanded. Um, do you know, Frig? You feel you feel just a little tap on the shoulder. Oh, I'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry, my darling, but you've not quite got it there, have you? No, oh, miss. I don't worry it. though. Oh, and she grabs your cheek. She does the you know. Oh, don't oh. worry. Oh, sad face. Practice makes perfect, though, doesn't it, baby? <laughs> Uh, I've got to pull faces at her uh, at her back as she walks away. <laughs> Unfortunately, you've not mastered that particular skill. Jesse, would you believe that you also got a message on your message board this morning uh, telling you to go to the magical defense classroom? Now, none of you do magical defense on your timetable this year. So, Jesse, it's down to you to describe what the magical defense classroom is like. Okay, so there is some theory, but it's mainly a practical class. So, it's a given that it's a magical classroom, it's one that can kind of adapt its insides to whatever is needed. So, the desk. <laughs> can kind of come up out of the floor so there's when it's kind of a theory day there's desks sort of stand of rows of desks but generally they disappear into the floor and it's got fairly the walls are magical so they can't be damaged by all the spells coming around they kind of absorb the magic rather than reflect it back Inside today's configuration, there's no, there's like a strip, a, a dueling strip, basically, you know, where two people can face off and duel. Barry Cooper's there, along with the three other finalists, Mark, Donnie, and Merida. Um, right, morning. Um, welcome to like totally the final round of our little competition. As you can see, Professor Peregrine's like totally let us use his room for today, so we need to say a huge thanks next time we see him. Um, you can probably guess 
today's challenge is totally going to be a dueling task. You've got period one this hour to prepare. You can practice, you can research, whatever you need. But by lesson two, we're going to be dueling. So get yourselves ready, yeah? Yeah. So Jesse, what what, what are you going to do? You can prepare however you like this lesson, but you know that you are going to be dueling. Okay, so if we can leave the classroom, I am going to leave it. Um, yes. So that I can go outside and practice my spells where the others can't see me, um, but I've got space to practice. Excellent. What particular spells are you going to practice? So, I mean, there's your standard um, stunning blast kind of spells that just sort of throw your opponent back potentially stunning them. There's one ooh, that I feel a bit bad about using, but it's quite good and most people can block essentially a fire spell, like a, a flamethrower. Right. Choose choose one spell that you want to practice. We'll test it. And if you complete that test, I will give you a plus one bonus to it in your actual duel. Okay. I'm going to practice the, the flamethrower one because I've not done that as much as the, the stunning that we did in underclassmen defense. Okay. So it's going to be fight, obviously. Mm-hmm. One, two, three. What is it like a big black? I mean, for area of effect, is it a tiny black? It's gonna is big enough to cover a person, is it? Yeah, so it's like a kind of like a flamethrower. So it's fire shoots out the end of your one sort of towards, and mm. if you're particularly skilled, you can control the direction and make it wrap around. Oh, okay. So one, two, three, four, five, like a whip six, almost. Seven. Have you cast it before? A couple of times. Okay, it's going to be fight difficulty eight. Okay, eleven. Okay, yeah, there you go. You successfully you're practicing the fight spell it's all going successfully so can you make on your sheet and make a note on your sheet or somewhere if you use that in one of your duels uh you can get a plus one bonus to it okay grace you are heading towards the caretaker's office to report for your detention it's in the basement oh okay you get down there uh there's only two doors there's one to the caretaker's office and one that has a sign marked out of bounds while you're waiting the caretaker appears who's that then who's the caretaker who's the caretaker um Monty Blackfriar. So, yes, that's Monty Blackfriar. What kind of caretaker is Monty Blackfriar? Monty? Does he have does he have like a fearsome reputation? Is he a bit of a softy? I mean, he's he's in charge of setting the detentions, so obviously I think he's one of these who's really gruff and intimidates the lower classes, but then as you go through the school and you get used to him and you see him around, he warms up to you and by the time you finish school, you're like he invites you down for tea. Monty Blackfriar sort of sees you waiting outside in the, the area. Oh, detention for fighting, eh? I wouldn't have expected it of you, Grace Lyons, but I guess everyone ends up down here sooner or later. Let's see what we've got for you. Roll a d10, please. That would be a one. Oh, got a right doozy for you today. As you know, Jim Goodall's been out of action for a little bit, so uh, the animal cages over in Magizoology got a bit shitty, if you know what I mean. So you're going to have to help cleaning those out. Off you go. I'll let Mr. Good all know you're coming. Report uh, back here when you're finished. What is the correct term of address for a caretaker? Is that Mr. Blackfriar? I guess Mr. Blackfriar or Sir Never Monty. <laughs> <laughs> Not until you get to sick form, no. <laughs> um, I'm really a fan of manual labour. Much more intellectual. <laughs> 
as you get there, think you know, there's obviously the cages. The the Ninja Pints and the Fatal Debs are all just sort of tittering excitedly in their cages. But you're right, it does stink. Well, no, you're not right. Um, Monty's right. It does stink a bit of shit. Uh, and there's lots of like straw and stuff just all overflowing. And it's a proper mess. Jim Goodall's there, but he seems a bit distracted. And <laughs> um, obviously because the serpent situation is uh, going on. Oh, you're right there, Grace. As you can see, I've let things get out of hand a little bit. Are you right just uh, cleaning up all the, the ninty pint shit and just dropping it in that box there? Yes. Sir. Excellent. I'll leave you to it. I've got two right bogan serpents that need sorting out. Bye-bye. <laughs> I'm just stunned. Stunned? Why? Well, I've never been in detention before. So there you go. You've got some some shit cleaning to do. How, how are you going to go about that? Are you going to try and use magic or are you going to do it by hand? Well, I was thinking of using magic, but I have a secondary question. Can I see Jesse from where I am since you went outside? Oh, yes, I imagine because to get to the um, Magizuology Center, you would have had to go out across the flying grounds. Oh, it depends. Jesse, where did you go? You can choose. Are you visible to Grace? Do you want some Grace time <coughs> or are you going to leave her to her own devices? <laughs> well, I think she'll probably spot me. I'm checking where the magical defense classroom is. I'm not at the flying grounds because you can see me from the window, but coming out from the basement, I'm sort of near the serpent ball arena round sort of to the left of the map. <laughs> okay, Grace, yes, you can see Jessie. She's casting some perfect flamethrower spells. Okay, well, my third question was, what is a hinty pint? Because um, it- <laughs> <laughs> is it dangerous? Can she use that? <laughs> I, I feel like there's a trade to be had here. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, let's I tell you what. You you go and talk to her. We'll do some sort of test to see whether a ninty pint would be valu- valuable in a fight. <laughs> okay. Well, so specific time limit was given on my clearing out. I'm going to go and talk to Jessie. She might, being um, older than me, she might know a spell that would help me. Go for and it. She just thought who would have had detention before. Probably, probably just another day to her. <laughs> wow. Probably got this cleaning the animals out, just down pat. Maybe she's cleaned the serpents out. <laughs> I've cleaned the serpents, sweet time. Okay, I'm going I'm to toddle over to, uh, to talk to Jesse. I start waving too early and then I like keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm eventually going to spot you. <laughs> oh, hi, Grace. Aren't you in a class at the moment? <laughs> Um, no, I have a free, except that actually I have a detention. Oh no, what did you do? It's not like you. Well, it's not. And purely in self-defense, I punched Cynthia in the face. She probably had it coming. So what are they making you do this time? Um, I have to clean out the hinty, hinty pints. Oh, could be worse. Really could. Um, I was wondering <laughs> if you had any tips. I was thinking I could do it with magic. Okay. I mean, they're very um, jittery, the hinty pints. So what you need to do is you need to lure them to one side of the cage. They're quite like bananas. Okay. So if you can, or something sweet. So fruit is good. So I'd always take fruit. And the, uh, yeah, you can generally, once they're distracted with that, if you, you can sort of generally, rather than try and move it all out of the cage, just push it all to one side and then scoop it and then get it in one go. Okay. That sounds like a plan. Away from the fartle jibs though. They're a bit bitey. Okay. Uh, what are you doing out here? Oh, I've got to do a, we're doing dueling for the next task. So I'm uh, practicing. Okay. Um, 
Donnie beat me. Well, no. Do you think, uh, like, how, how is your practice going? Pretty good. Watch this. <laughs> that is pretty good. Cool. Okay, well, I don't think you uh, you really need a hinty point up your sleeve with that. No. Vassal Jib might come in handy, but if you've not handled one before, I'd leave them well alone. Well, I could distract them while you grab <laughs> if you're familiar. <laughs> almost feels like cheating but I could just let it loose in the room before we start <laughs> and if you're good enough to survive <laughs> then you get dual <laughs> no no I want to beat in fair and square but thanks for the offer <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> okay but I am now armed with new knowledge though remember stay away from the battle jibs okay at this moment Jim Goodhall spots you lollygagging and calls it oi Grace you flaming galah you're supposed to be cleaning out the animals not having a chat with your little friend there oh, alright Jesse how's it cracking hi Jim <laughs> anyway Grace Lions, get back to that. All that shit's not going to clean itself up. <laughs> uh, I'm just getting tips on how to do it. Well, time's up. Get back inside. Okay. Okay, I'm going to go back over to like the cages and see if I can find a stash of... They must have a stash of food. Yep, yep. there's also, you know, it's the Magic Zoology Care Centre. There's there's every food and animal care related item that you can ever want. Cool, right. Well, I'm going to raid for bananas then. Well, every, thanks to Jesse's uh, expert knowledge, the, the animal clearing goes without a hitch. You'll be pleased to know. So that's good. And when you're done, obviously, you have... Head back to the uh, basement to uh, Monty's office as he instructed. But just as you're packing up, you hear a familiar whispered voice down in the basement. Find, find me, me, find, find me, me, find me. Potions. Who's got potions? Is it you, Xavier? It is indeed. Well, you'll be pleased to know that on your way to potions class, you see, obviously, Jim Goodhall out, but he's supervising the loading of Heggers and Cooper into the back of a transport truck. With a rumble, it drives off. What's, what is your hey, reaction Jim. to this? Oh, all right there, Xavier. Hey, old Jim. Um, what, what's going on? What... Have we not got Serpent Ball this afternoon? Um, oh, it looks like it's going to be cancelled, mate. I know how much you love just sitting about in the bleachers, dicking around while everyone else plays, but we're two serpents down, mate. They've been acting proper crook. Um, we've got to take them away and uh, sort them out. It's more than we can handle here at our simple Serpent Centre. Oh, no. How long are they going to be away for? I don't know. That depends on what they find out what's the matter with them. But oh. I know, you know, we have the serpents to create a bit of drama in the Serpent Ball, but they really can't go around biting people and stuff it's just not on. Well, no, but I mean, I don't know. Are the other two going to go the same way? I'm not sure. They're not showing any signs of uh, crook behaviour. Mm, weird. Oh, have you uh, noticed these like weird like uh, feathery things or leafy type things that, that have been in the pool and stuff? Saw them yeah, last there was time. Yeah, there was a few leaves about. As a matter of fact, I was just looking at one when I had my little accident. What happened? Oh, well, you're going to have to test your charm, mate, if you want to get that out of me. Oh. Oh, hey. <laughs> it was. It was Charm 7. Oh, Charm 7. Ew. Yeah. Uh, well, that's another adversity token because that was a two. Uh, no, don't you worry about it, mate. Just, I'm all right now. I'm back in the game and uh, things will just have to carry on. Anyway, shouldn't you be getting the potions class? Yeah, I probably should be. Um, all right, you take care, mate. Bye. 
Okay, so you get to potions. It's your bog standard. What are you learning today? Hmm. Finished your burns um, draft that you did before? Uh, probably onto something new then today. Probably making a... Oh, let's go for a, uh, like a sleeping potion. Ooh, sleeping potion. And what's one notable thing that happened in potions? Well... <laughs> No, I think Benny survives this lesson. <laughs> <laughs> Benny comes out unscathed. Um, just Professor Spud just, just seems to be having a, a tough day. He's just muttering load and loads and just sort of, oh, bloody Mrs. Lyons, bloody <laughs> Mrs. <laughs> Can't they just get along? So, Jesse, you finished practicing. You've had your prep time uh, and you go back and Barry Cooper gathers you all back together. Now, right, guys, like, listen up. Um, To make it big in this world, you sometimes have to be, like, totally selfish, yeah? So here's the big twist. You're not going to be dueling your opponents. You're going to be dueling your friends. <laughs> Only one winner from each school, yeah? So up first, it's going to be Donnie versus Merida. Can who wants to roll for Donnie? Okay, Bunty, you're gonna roll for Donnie. Who wants to roll for Merida? Yeah, go on then. Alright, go for it. It's just a, it's just a D20 roll. Donnie versus Merida. Uh six. Fifty. So Donnie, Donnie's gonna win this one. Uh Bunty, can you describe Donnie's victory over Merida? Oh, I don't know why I've lapsed to real names. Sorry. Grace, can you describe? No, because it would be Bunty, because Grace isn't there. Whatever. You, Bunty, describe <laughs> Donnie, Donnie's victory over Merida. Um a total ruthless just takes her legs out from under her with a freezing spell and knocks her flat on her face right that's that's one nil it's best out of three okay so same again you can do it 14 (laughs) okay pat describe describe a merida victory well this time not getting caught out by the freezing spell which obviously donnie tries again because you know he's a bit cocky and not terribly bright so she she managed just to deflect and basically take him out in exactly the same manner cruel twist of iron and the final round all right that's uh that's one all then final round in again oh 15 as well Oh, re-roll, re-roll. <laughs> oh, I like to think that we both just spelled and it blasted back and we both fell over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, that happens, but we still need to re-roll. <laughs> oh, 15. 15. Oh, oh my God, guys, this is like totally riveting. So Merida, describe Patrick, Merida, the final, the final victory. Well, after getting knocked back in the draw, Merida decided to pull out the big guns and go for... <laughs> Oh, we don't have guns in school. We're not in America. <laughs> yeah, muggle weapons. Here we go. <laughs> uh, oh, just like like a big relentless like whirlwind of little like small hits, but lots and lots and lots of them just completely overwhelmed Donnie and uh, yeah, just take him out. Nice. Well, oh, absolutely stunning fight, guys. But that means Merida, you are the Aberforth winner. Yeah, totally. A round of applause for Merida, guys. I reckon Donnie's going to just clap really reluctantly. Yeah, Donnie is not happy. He is um, not a great school <laughs> loser. No, he definitely calls her a wee shite. <laughs> right, now, anyway, let's see who Hogbirth champion's going to be. So, Jesse, you and Mark Dashford take your places standing opposite each other at either end of the dueling strip. So, it's going to work a little bit differently for you guys. So, you're, you're going to say what spell you're going to cast, and then you're going to roll a dice to see what kind of spell Mark's going to cast, but then you'll have to do a test on it, and so the victory will depend on whether you cast, whether you 
you pass that test on it. Does that make sense? But it's still going to be best out of three. So your first dueling move, what is it going to be? Okay. So I know Mark and his fighting style quite well, and he kind of knows what I do. So I'm going to have, I'm trying to shake it up a bit and be not predictable. I'm going to, rather than going with a stun, I'm going to try and I'm going to summon, I'm trying to think what else is in the room, summon something to basically come and hit him from behind. And it's going to oh. be, oh, I know. I'm going to summon Donnie to smack him in the back. <laughs> so I go, <laughs> So essentially, he just tumbles into him and knocks him over. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's going to be... <laughs> wow. Well, because we're fighting, like, all of these are going to be fight. So yeah. let's go for one, two, three, four. And have you ever done anything like this before? I've done it with things that aren't people. Okay. Wait, so it's fight difficulty five. Fight. Oh, but first, can you just roll a D6 just to see what uh, Mark is going to do at the same time? Two. Two. Okay. Mark is going for fire. So Barry Cooper counts down three, two, one. Fire erupts out of the end of Mark Dashford's wand. You try and yank Donnie Zimmer into him. Test. It was fight five. Seven, eight, nine. There you go. It's a bait, you know, it's it's bog standard. The spell works, but not impressively. Describe. You you have scored one point. You've won the first round. Okay. So Donnie is still brooding and sulking over the fact that Merida beat him and sort of grumbling about, oh, you know, if I was in like full force, if I was fully fighting fit, I'd have kicked her ass, that kind of thing. And just as Mark is starting to get flame blossoming out of his wand, it's almost like a hand has grabbed Donnie by the the scruff of his neck and the back of his jumper and just flung him backwards into Mark's back and Mark falls flat on his face the one skitters away from him and the fire just poops out <laughs> well done so one point to Jesse Rowenberg okay round two you both stand to take your places again what are you going to do um, I wasn't going to do fire because he's my friend but he's just tried it on me so I'm going to go with the fire the fire spell okay the fire spell can you roll a d6 just to see what he's going to do Four. Oh, he's going for water. So I tell you what, because of that, because of the wateriness, I'm not going to let you have your plus one bonus that you got from practicing. Sorry. But fight one, two, three, four, fight seven. Still 13. Okay, kicks his ass. Described. Okay, so we start our spell simultaneously. I can see that he's doing water, so rather than going directly for him, I aim the fire to come around so it goes round his water blast and kind of encircles him, just catches the hem of his robe so he gets distracted and looks down and again uh, sort of not quite drops his one but tries to turn the water towards himself ends up stumbling a bit and then gets put out there you go well there you go Barry Cooper steps forward now that was an amazing display of dueling skill Miss Roundberg well done round of applause for Jesse everybody Right, like total congratulations to both Jesse and Merida. You will be the winners of the grand prize for this little competition. Yeah, yeah. Now, you'll be announced officially to the rest of the school tonight at a whole school special assembly. But for now, back to lessons, okay? But yeah, really well done. I can't wait to hand you those brooms.
we're going to go over to Magical Geography, where Grace has a lesson now. Miss Merriweather is standing at the front of the room, obviously. And again, she's... We've had the Juno Frigg effect. We've sort of met her, but I don't think we ever described her. So, Grace, can we have the basics, please? How old is Miss Merriweather? Late 30s. And what does she look like? I'm picturing, like, in Disney's Sleeping Beauty and the three little fairies. <laughs> A bit like that. Okay, dumpy little fairy thing. Cool. Uh, and what's her outlook? What's her personality? Largely very cheerful, I think. Okay. So, Miss Merriweather's standing at the front. I apologise for my absence last time. Please get your exercise books out for the quiz on the reading that you should have done that I set you. Ready for your quiz, Grace? Yes. Question one. The giant Idris made his throne at Cader Idris in Wales. What landmark is it? <laughs> um, the castle. No, that's wrong, you idiot child. Question two. In which part of Devon is uh, Wistman's Wood, home to the only living pack of wild hellhounds? North. No, that's Dartmoor, you idiot. Question three. The iron at Somerset's Chalice Well makes the healing waters run which colour? Purple. It's red, you dunce. Question four. The Black Forest in Staffordshire contains Ludd Church, a holy place of power for which group? Um, blind people. <laughs> That's incorrect. It's druids. And question five. Glencoe in Scotland is famous for its massacre in 1692. Visitors still claim to be able to hear what? Bagpipes. It screams. It is blatantly obvious, Miss Lyons, that you did not do the reading that I set <laughs> in my absence. You will be getting another detention tomorrow. <laughs> what? I can't believe it. <laughs> anyone, that anyone who had done the reading would have known at least some of those basic answers. Disgraceful. I am. <laughs> I am shocked and appalled. <laughs> so am I, Miss Lyons. So am I. <laughs> Everyone begins to, after the, after that lesson, everyone begins to make their way over to the arena because, you know, it's Thursday. It should be Serpent Ball today. But you're all disappointed. To, well, maybe not because Xavier already knew. But the, your, people are generally disappointed to see a notice. Due to issues with the serpents, Serpent Ball is cancelled. But there will be a special announcement in the hall before dinner. So, guys, you've all got a, th you've all got a free sort of uh, hour. What's What are we going to do? Jesse, we'll start with you. What are you going to do in your free time before dinner? Well, I have a recollection that prior to being munched by Cooper, Donnie mentioned that he'd borrowed his brother's hair gel. He did. I would like to acquire that and see if there's anything unusual about it. So I'm going to head to the medical wing. Oh, okay. You go to the medical wing. Uh, Sarah Flubber is there at reception, uh, etc. Oh, Miss Rowenberg, I hope you've not injured yourself in some uh, one of Barry's uh, grueling tasks. Uh, no, Miss Flubber, I'm I'm fine. I just um, I wanted to visit Archie and see how he's doing. Oh, I didn't realise you two were on speaking terms. Oh yes, we, we've become quite good friends. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's uh, he's doing much better, so I don't see why that would be a problem. Problem. In you go. Hey, who are you? And really cool. <laughs> I was expecting not to be let in. Yeah, well, that's what you get when things don't go to plan like much of this. <laughs> yeah. How are you feeling? I am a lot better now, thank you. But anyway, who are you? As uh, captain of the rival team, I feel like it's I should come and check in on you since you got injured in our pool. Aye, that's right. Decent of you. I like to think so. So what, what <laughs> happened? When? Nothing. What? I've been in bed for the last three days. When the, the, what, what happened to you? I sort of heard of 
bit from your brother, but he's understandably quite upset. Aye, well, we were just practicing in the pool when uh, that serpent of yours, Heggers, just went crazy, started chasing me. Didn't matter what zone of the pool I was in, just coming after me. How strange. Once he got uh... to me, it just wouldn't let go. Kept scratching me, sniffing me, licking my head. It was gross, but quite sexy at the same time. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, is that yours? I'm just going to sort of point at the bottle of hair gel on his bedside table. Aye. I haven't seen that one before. Um... Right, do you need some hair gel? Are you a lesbian? <laughs> No, but it, uh, I'm, I'm looking for something new to uh, help Odin. going to point at my little otter. Be a bit sleeker in the pool, and uh, someone recommended gelling the hair down. That is an interesting <laughs> tactic there. Um, well, I suppose you can borrow a little bit. You can borrow a wee bit if you like. It's cinnamon and clove hair wax. Oh, wow. Bet it smells good. Aye, it smells like cinnamon and clove. <laughs> oh, thanks. I'll uh, just take a scoop and put it in a little bag in my pocket for later. We'll uh, we'll try that out in the pool later if that's all right. Thanks. Hey, that'll be fun. But I I don't know I don't know how effective it'll be. <laughs> Usually I just use it to make these six spikes on my fringe. Ah yes, but it holds it in place, right? Aye. Cool. Um. Oh, is that the time? I'm really sorry. I've got to go. But uh... did someone say the time? I always know the time. It's uh 13 minutes past six and 14 and a half seconds. 14 and three quarters. 14 and 15 seconds now. 16 <laughs> seconds now. 17. <laughs> seconds now. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, bye. Bye. Xavier, what are you going to do with your spare time? Uh, I'm going to try and find Grace. Oh, well, this would lead me to my next question. Grace, where are you? <laughs> um, My detention, did anyone say when that was? It'll be tomorrow. Okay. I, might I believe go- that you only have lesson one tomorrow, so it'll be either lesson two, three or four tomorrow. Okay. My vague, unformed plan is to go down to the basement and see... If I can hear that mysterious voice again and my excuse will be that I thought I had a detention now. Well, while you're on your way to the basement, you bump into Mr. Xavier West. Hey, Grace, hold up. It's weird, right? Uh, No serpent ball this evening. Yes, very mysterious. So it turns out they've had to ship off two of the serpents. Um, I saw them loading them into a truck earlier today uh, and Jim was being a bit cagey about it. He was saying, because I asked him about the the kind of the weird leafy things that you you had and he's I don't know. He was saying he was looking at some of them when uh, when he had his little accident, but then wouldn't say anything about it. Ooh, I was wondering maybe if you found out anything more out about those. I haven't found out anything. Did I tell you they were scales? Don't remember. Okay. Well, I'll tell you that now. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you. Huh. According to my very good friend, Mr. Wilberforce. Oh, yes. Him. I know him. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Where are you off to now? Um, well, I had a detention earlier, my first ever. And it turns out if you go down to basement where Mr. Blackfriar is, you can hear a mysterious voice saying, find me. You were there in the maze, weren't you? Yeah, I was the same voice. Ooh, okay. Yeah, why not? I've not seen Monty in a while. (laughs) I suspect, like, I'm Mr. Blackfriar. It's my first attention. You're like, oh, Monty, yeah. I know Monty. Do you know, just play cards or something. (laughs) Voice of many detentions right there. (laughs) You get down to the basement. Obviously, there's, uh, you know, the door to Monty's office is closed and there's the other door that says out of bounds. That's that's all that's there at the minute. Hmm. Find, find me, find me. me. Okay, can we hear like a direction? 
it's obviously from behind the out of bounds door. <laughs> just checking. We don't want to get in trouble if it was like behind, hmm. a, behind the other door or a wall. Okay, I'm going to um, try the door, see if it's locked. It is, yes. Hmm. Monty's keys must be around here somewhere. He's usually got them on a big ring. I don't know. If surfing balls on, I don't know where he'd be. Normally he'd be out in the ground, you know, in the arena, um, ready to clear up, out, clear up after everyone clears out. Okay. There's no telling where he might be. What if I knocked and, and asked him when my detention was tomorrow? And if he's there, you can sneak in mm. and get the keys. Okay, sounds like a plan. Um, you'll have to, oh, I don't know, um, lure him into the room a bit. I'll try and hide behind the door, see what I can do. Okay, I'm going to knock on the door. It's not there, is he? No. Okay, I'll try the door. <laughs> it's locked. <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> we could try opening the doors, you know, the uh, sneaky way. Right. I suspect you'll have more experience at that than I will. <laughs> indeed. I can't summon a door, fake door, <laughs> break into one. Okay, well, we'll try the out-of-bounds door. I suspect that it might be magically whatevered, but we'll uh, give it a go. I have succeeded with an open lock spell previously, and I don't remember what the difficulty was. Um, Oh yeah, you did it to get in the broom shed, didn't you? I did, yeah. I can't remember that either. But let's go for one, two. two. It's going to be difficulty two. <laughs> it's a, it's an easy one. A difficulty of two. Opening a door lock. I don't know. Grit. Grit two. Okay, grit two. Don't think I can fail this. <laughs> um, I got seven. You uh, point your wand at the door, and you do you you go through the the motions of the door unlocking spell that you've done so many times before that's so easy but weird sort of the air seems to go thick and sort of like and then your arm you know like it's like magnetically repelled like your arm just like flies back and suddenly and then sound occurs run away yeah can you each test your flight please I'm going to use my cool under precious strength to spend two adversity tokens to re-roll my measly six. Did, did it not go too well? <laughs> oh. oh no. And instead roll a one plus one is two. <laughs> Grace? I rolled a one. <laughs> Yes, you just run into each other. <laughs> yes. You run into each, into each other. You both fall to the floor. Footsteps come down the stairs. And unfortunately, Monty Blackfriar stands there, his arms folded. Right, what's going on here then? Um, I came ask when my detention was. And Xavier came with me um, because he's a good friend. But I got confused about which door to try. Right, <laughs> it's just... I knocked, I knocked on the other door instead of your door. Yeah, the out of bounds door, though. Uh, you, like you can touch the handle, you can knock on it, but uh, the alarm only goes off if someone like illicitly tries to open it. So try again, love. Well, it's because I assumed you were in and you hadn't heard my knock, so I tried to like open the door by magic. <laughs> so if I was in there and I hadn't heard you knock, you were just going to burst in. I could have been. I could have been having a poo. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't, I'm, well, I did not. Really. What what Grace is trying to say is we were just, you know, we were just messing about. You know, it's a door that says out of bounds. We had time time to kill while we were waiting for you. We knew we were never going to get in. We didn't know an alarm would go off. We assumed it was locked. We just, you know, just just practicing. You know, we got to do these practice these spells for our lessons. You know, I'm getting I'm getting tired of this. Right, he goes, he unlocks. You see him take a key out, and it appears to be like it's just like a stub of metal. But as he holds it close to the 
the keyhole of his door, it sort of moulds and shifts into the shape it needs. And then he unlocks his office door. In his office, there is a huge, like the magical message boards that you guys each have in your dorm rooms, but a huge one full of all the lists of detentions and stuff. And you can always see, you know, Grace, your name is already on there for a second time. But as you watch, Xavier, your name just sort of writes itself on there <laughs> like that. See, that's when your detentions are. Now, you know better than to try and mess with uh, doors that marked out of bounds. Do you remember the uh, incident with that cucumber a couple of years ago? Honestly, we're still cleaning up after that. So, looks straight at Xavier there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what you mean. Looks like you've both got illusions tomorrow morning, lesson one. And then, Xavier, you've got transformation right after that. So, you're both going to be in detention, lesson three tomorrow. Report back here, please. And Grace, you're going to have to tell your dad. Don't do that. Um... <laughs> okay, I'm desperate here. Um, I am trained in charm, apparently. Well, then. And I'm going to try it by saying <laughs> test, test your charm please test your charm oh and I rolled a one plus two plus my one you I must. feel this is gonna go well <laughs> why did I pick to be trained in charm when I had such a low charm <laughs> <laughs> So wait, hang on. So you've got a total of four. Yeah. You, you know, you've got your eloquent sort of begging all sort of planned. But as you step forward, you sort of trip and you just sort of, you know, like bite his shoulder <laughs> and then start to cry. So. <laughs> well, that could work. <laughs> Don't try that rubbish on me. I'll see you both tomorrow. He shoes you up the stairs and then fastidiously goes back just to check. He's like checking the, the out of bounds door just to make sure that no, you know, no harm has come to it. Grace, you are clocking up all the detentions. Your mother will be so disappointed. <laughs> yes, she really will. She's not <laughs> a woman to mess with. Actually, Grace, crap, before dinner, you've also got a divination lesson. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Gladys Red Hat welcomes you in. Ah, oh, hello. <laughs> Tell me, dear, did your broomstick prediction come true? Um, it could have, but I don't know. I haven't witnessed it. Ah, oh, hmm. Disappointing. Disappointing. Usually you've had quite a good track record with these things. Anyway, Grace, what are you learning now? You did uh, gemstone predictions before, but you're moving on to something different. So what are you sure. doing? And what's one notable thing? in divination lesson? Well, we have divination during the day and then we have one lesson at night per week mm. because divination is totally different once the sun goes down. Oh, how so? <laughs> you know, anyway, she hadn't said something. Well, for a start, there's shadow divination. Oh, well, what's one notable thing that's happened in this shadow divination lesson? Well, because we have to sit in the gloom and uh, watch the shadows and play with them a bit. And I heard that Lewis Wilkes pinched Loretta's <laughs> bum <laughs> in the dark. Oh my park. <laughs> goodness. <laughs> wow. Okay, excellent. Well, thank you. After that... <laughs> After that lesson, obviously, you all head to the main hall. Remember, there's that special announcement before dinner. So everyone's there, seated, ready for dinner. Roderick Pendergast gets up onto the, the podium. At the podium? Not onto the podium, no. Um, he goes to the podium and he introduces Barry Cooper. Oh, right. Evening, guys. Yeah, yeah. As you know, we've been having a little contest, yeah? I can officially announce that the winners for Aberforth is Miss Merida Clark. And for your very own uh, Holly Firth, it's Miss Jessie Rohenberg. Woo! 
But yeah, that's not all. Obviously, you all know the prizes, but those prizes will be especially presented at a super amazing event tomorrow night in the main hall by none other than the band Whack. To be continued.